Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me every week is Brian Sittler. Just a 43-year-old guy who gets to do the podcast that he loves with good people. Good people. One of our favorite people's back again, Josh Boltz. Ah. Hey, buddy. Hey. Thanks for coming uh, back again. Yeah, of course. It's like seven, you eight, eight in a row. I know, this right? Was, this was kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah, to finish it off. It was before the actual arc. That wasn't the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. It? He's been hanging out for he's a minute. Hanging, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's, he's been here so long, he's paying rent. I, Valuable yeah, member. I, I live here. You live here. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for moving in, buddy. <laughs> where, oh, where is friend of the show, Trevor Carrion? Oh, he's... He's down busy. the street now. He's, yeah. <laughs> down the street. No, Josh doesn't live here. But you are back for the uh, final episode of the Michael Scott Paper Company arc, Broke. I am, Bad yes. Bad news. We're in episode 23 by my count of season five. Uh, and once again, we are splitting up how we watch. Uh, Brian is watching the regular episodes on Peacock. I am. I'm watching the DVDs uh, and then watching the deleted scenes. Josh, you're watching the original Peacock and then the super fan episode. Yes. Super doing fan. double doing double duty for us because he's a yes. man like that. Finally understanding the structure before we throw uh, everything out the window next week. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Uh, but we are talking about Broke this week, and this was an episode that I really felt, um, much as most of the Michael Scott Paper Company arc has been, was not heavy on laughs, was not heavy on... Uh, more on action. More, more on action, and, and really especially, um, this was the most uh, concerning episode of the arc. Um, yeah. The first half, to me, anyway. Uh, not since uh, the introduction of Charles Minor and the true threat to Michael's way of life and to Dunder Mifflin as we know it, had I felt so threatened as I had the first half of this arc learning just how dire the straits were for Michael Scott Paper Company. Yeah, and mm -hmm. you, even talking about that, um, the dire was getting straightish for uh, Dunder Mifflin as well, as it turns out, at least for the time being. Mm -hmm. We'd reached the ultimate point of... Oh my God! What's happening? And and through that, we're seeing another side of Charles Minor. Yes, Idris Elba really best showing... episode for him. I will say right now. Uh, really, really was. Um, although I, I I like seeing him like struggling with things and having Dwight as his sycophant. Yeah, and they do the classic. I like how they do the classic. Dwight talks over him. You know, sometimes you know it's not your fault. Yeah. Some people just can't be, they don't want to be inspired. And they do the same th same exact thing. And he, he sort of, in a way, he becomes Michael in a way because he has that annoyed look on his face. Like, yeah. And he just hardly rec acknowledges Dwight, basically, and then just goes into the memo. And then we just kind of see his art of mismanagement. Uh-huh. And, and dressing down Jim at the start, like, you know, in front of everybody. Yeah. Like, this is unacceptable. It's just mm -hmm. not the. This was not what this man was born to do. Well, and to, to back talk to Stanley, who says, who who gives him the very viable. They're they're Listen undercutting our prices. What do you expect us to do? Mm -hmm. And he hits him with the I don't want to hear excuses. Yeah. Uh, later, uh, when David Wallace shows up, Charles Minor um, admonishes Stanley again with a pay attention, Stanley. <laughs> yeah, just that quick aside. Like yeah. everybody, listen up, Stanley. Pay attention. <laughs> he does not. That that just to go. That that's consistent with his character because he does not. Whenever like the first time Jim like was ever awkward or you know the first day obviously with the tuxedo right that he he didn't forget that yeah the first thing when he sees stanley with the crossword puzzle he doesn't forget that <laughs> yeah. and he's not willing to get past that he doesn't but get... it's, a, it's a nice aside i was kind of wondering if there was more um uh deleted scenes with stanley perhaps there wasn't charles, there wasn't much more yeah. with stanley the, or charles there i like that there is there is one <laughs> and it was it, it actually did make me laugh out loud so um uh, well, okay, so first of all, uh, in the extended episode, there's like a whole other plot running concurrently to what? to what's going on now, and it's about Angela going on a bit of a power trip with the with being able to uh, you know reject expense reports. Oh, that scene, an extension. If so you will. in the original episode, you've got uh, yeah. Charles and Dwight in the office, like you said, Brian, Cinnamon very much out. mimicking the classic Michael and Dwight setup. Yes, um, Angela comes in uh, in reference to Charles's memo, uh, talking about how she's going to be cutting um, expenditures. Yes, and then she goes out 
And in the original cut of the episode, this is really just a chance for Dwight to make an I fucked Angela joke. Yes. And he does the been there, done that. And it's one of the earliest seeds planted where Charles, in this episode anyway, is getting a sense that Dwight is not who he thought he was. Exactly. And that is almost the end all be all of that scene. Right. But as I learned in the deleted scenes and as you saw in the supercut, we... It's not. There is much more. And Angela takes that little bit of guidance and runs Mm -hmm. with it. And it impacts the entire office. She bought herself a rejected stamp for her birthday. She's just been itching to use it. She (laughs) lost the approved, though. She's a budget sadist. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's a great talking head. That wasn't even a deleted scene. That's awesome. That's funny. uh, And and that's uh, with... And so it's really with her and Andy is the major. He's yes. he's the other. Although we do get person. several salespeople kind of bickering to each other. Well, and and now to, this is the the Stanley thing. Uh, mm. Once they realize yes, that it, uh, expenses weren't going to be covered, they talk about this. Uh, there, there's a scene where they're sitting across from each other, and uh, Phyllis goes, "Well, since expenditure reports aren't uh, covering this anymore, are you going to pay for half of this check that we?" took the client out to, and Stanley shoots back, you gonna give me half of the frequent flyer miles on your credit card you got with that? And, <laughs> and, and she shuts it down, and under her breath she goes, like you're ever gonna fly anywhere? And, and Stanley, you don't know my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a great man. Yeah. Just Stanley, of all people, be like, you don't know my dreams. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, that's great. All of that so stuff, great. too, it's yeah. great because it's, it's once again, and we've seen this before with the deleted scenes the last couple episodes, is really the embracing of the ensemble talents of the cast. This, when... When the office showrunners decided that after Michael's absence, Michael's departure, they were going to treat the show as an ensemble cast. And there were some very true and understandable groans of, oh, come on now. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you Mm -hmm. were losing Steve Carell and the comedy powerhouse you had there. Mm -hmm. But through these deleted scenes and these super cut, these super fan ads back into the episodes... I feel like we're seeing what the writers saw. I do too. And why they were so confident in that formula shift. Yes, mm-hmm. I I totally agree. And I mean, even uh, uh, speaking of the deleted scenes, like how different they are, there's a whole opening. Oh, the whole other opening with the, Michael being late for work. Oh, yeah. I did and, read about this and, one. And totally running into the <laughs> running into the office and sitting at his desk. And, and so Jim, no, is anyone else? Oh, okay, so Jim's there. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Jim does. Oh, they're uh, all there when he runs in. Yeah. Everybody's there. Oh yeah, it's it's like mid. Like Charles is there too. Yeah, Charles and Aaron come in first. Jim comes in and is like, and he's like, I'm late, I'm late, and he's like, you know, I hope you think think anyone noticed. And and Jim very coyly, uh, I I think they're shocked to see you here at all. Yeah, you know. And and, and then Charles and Aaron come in. Aaron <laughs> Aaron saw him come in and went and got Charles. It's the only time we really see Aaron in this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, except she answered. Yeah, except when Michael comes yeah. at the and end. Yeah, she goes. Should I have stopped him? He just walked by so confidently. And <laughs> and and uh, Charles goes, "No, you you did oh you did okay." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and and yeah, there was a talking head with Jim. Like, I don't think anybody expected to see Michael here because he hasn't worked here for four weeks. <laughs> And that's the thing is that's a it's a great cold open, but I think it would have been better maybe three episodes ago. Yeah, that would have been yeah. yes. Well, but, see, and my with this episode in maybe particular, even two. With this episode in particular, with the exception of the whole Andy Angela expense report subplot, a lot of these extended scenes are just little extra bits of dialogue in scenes that were in that I would say that probably makes up the majority of the extra content really for this episode is that uh is that yeah it's it's little interstitial things that maybe somebody said before or after mm-hmm. uh the scene that was in the final cut like when there there's just a, like a quick scene of them uh walking into the bank yeah where they're kind of you know just talking and i okay you know it it kind of yeah was there more with the banker uh what's no. his tie no is that his name they're actually when he crunched the numbers yeah, yeah. the numbers cruncher 
Did that help? Detecting I love, corporate greed. I love Pam's really <laughs> earnest. I mean, like, she should know better. She's desperate, yo. But yeah. Yeah, she's like, did it help? You know, I, I like that. And and, she, and we're all the same. We're like, I wish it did. We, we, we get the talking head from her about how, you know, you don't blame the kid who, who drives the car. You blame the 34-year-old woman who got in and said, okay, kid, drive. Yeah. So we get we get her realization of how much she has empowered Michael uh, to fail through this whole experiment. Yeah. yeah. But it's... in the bank, you get also the uh, the flip of that where she is almost on board one last time. Right. For you know what? Just in case, Michael, fine. You you said crunch him anyway. Is there any chance this worked? <laughs> and uh, and and again, speaking about uh, Pam's uh, that talking head of her, the there's one then with Ryan. And then one with Michael to, to kind of round that out. Ryan's isn't, he, he just kind of says something like, I went to business school. I should have known better. I went to elementary school. Should have known better. And so I was kind of right. like, I was like, okay, I well, can see why that cut. Now, now Michael's, <laughs> on the other hand, is he was saying something like, I always hear the voice of... Um, he goes, uh, oh, it's like a teacher. He goes like, you're going to fail, Michael. And he goes, well, actually, Mrs. Hirsch, uh, you are going to be fired for your drinking problem. <laughs> and the whole class is going to pass anyway. So yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Michael and his teacher stories. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and another great example of Michael, uh, you know, living through an experience that should be educational in some way. But really, he is pulling the radically wrong lesson uh, from the circumstance. He's really good at that. Yeah. Yes. Really good at that. And I, and I got to say... Uh, Ryan not understanding the uh, the variable budget uh, right. quotient or whatever yeah. was That's like a great little bit. Uh, <laughs> it not only is funny and and plays to the character of Ryan, but you get a chance to see how he really just wasn't. He it was a, it's a it's a real world mistake. Uh huh. You know, it is a lot of mismanagement in this episode. Uh huh. Yeah. And seeing Ryan like that, I like to see his character just like his inquisitive like. It's it's on the promise. It's when they're all looking at him, just like with that pleading, like uh, I, don't, I just really like that look on him. It's and so I, funny because he's a door, he's a dick almost elsewhere. And I love that you have the double of Michael going, "Okay, well, I know what. Why don't you explain, explain that. that?" And then Ryan comes in, "Yes, yeah, explain well, what what you think that is. like what they you think know. that means." You yeah. Know? <laughs> Like they're 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 they both have their own way of juggling the the ignorance over yes. a topic. Yeah, that's a kind of a yeah, that's kind of a rant. That's a it's something you might not have ever thought you would have seen with his character at the start. But yeah. this is how far he's fallen. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> in the especially in the world of um, uh, superly discounted paper, right? Um, and lowest uh, in town. And, right. and another interesting thing. Yeah, uh, I I could be mistaken. But I believe one of the extra scenes uh, is actually the first time Andy and Aaron ever interact yeah, with each other. Yeah, uh, with the mug, where she yes. grabs the mug uh, with him, his face on it, and the star. Yeah. Although we had the Take Me Home Country Roads and uh, him oh, running duh. into her. In the last in the episode. Way, he oh. runs into her, and they're all dancing and oh, flirting okay. and shit. Yeah. Like, that's when him and Dwight are trying to be boys. But yes, more early, did, early yeah, stuff. We do mind. get the first, yeah, but it's okay. It's all good. We, Sorry, had to do it. Had no, to be no, Oscar. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> and we get him being creative and uh, being silly with the the oh, Aaron of reception. You know, yeah. he puts on a fake oh, accent for her. Oh God, yeah, that's the first that she can use the mug and then turns around and Comes and right back with in. another mug, moves the coffee to a fresh mug. And just I can't. This is bothering me. <laughs> yes. Just Andy cannot handle his own anxiety issues. I get it. I get oh, that. he says that. <laughs> Yeah, he, he makes her stop using the mug after all. Yes. After telling her she can. Yeah. Because I think that might be kind of awkward for me to drink some mug that has someone else's face on it. I don't really? know. Well, I, have thought, my, I have my own issues. I don't know. She you know, thought he was too. making a fun face. But that's, yeah. yeah. She liked it. Fair enough. That was the face, America's, America's Got Talent, right? That was from that, uh, that's the callback to that episode. Yeah, the America's Got Talent episode. Uh, Kelly's party. party. Yeah. Mm. Dude, that is my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, uh, we do know that he doesn't like people drinking out of that mug. So that is kind of established. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't gotten over that, even with his potential love of his life. 
Right. Looking right at them. Right. So we won't get to, into that that's, right uh, now. That's a, that's a couple seasons from now. Yeah. 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 Oh, and by the way. Starts next season. Starts, oh, does it start starts next Starts in season year? six. It does. Yeah, Andy Aaron stuff. But I'm talking shit about Ryan over here. I got to say kudos to him for getting clean. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Clean, although it does ruin uh, mornings. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ruining morning air like that, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it does suck. Glad he's clean, though. Yeah. Good on you, Ryan. And then with the, with the original opening of the of the original cut episode. I just love Michael. It's four in the morning. <laughs> do you know where your children are? It's time to make some donuts. Ryan's parents and Pam's parents. You do. <laughs> I'm a 44 year old man with a paper route. <laughs> paper the, route. And the, oh, and the Korean church bus. That is, this is easily Hallelujah. my favorite. One of my favorite cold opens that isn't related to a gym prank. Uh-huh. See, I think this is the C story myself. The C, the C, yeah, or the B or the C. I don't the know. The C story <laughs> is the, uh, the church van saga. Yeah, yes. I, they keep showing up. The litany of little Korean, Korean women just getting into the It's van. such a good little bit, and it's so it is, subtle. It is. From the, the first one with Pam having to tell the woman no. Um, it's a paper company. And yeah. her just looking at her like I I don't yeah know. <laughs> the 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 silence how can that be yeah <laughs> in her head I'm and, sure and then of course when they are dejected after the banker scene <laughs> and at the stoplight the woman gets in they don't even stop her Pam closes <laughs> the door for her <laughs> and then finally uh, later a blink and you'll miss it where we actually during the uh, the discussion of uh, the buyout yeah we cut to outside in the van and <laughs> there is just a, a woman sitting in the totally van totally different woman <laughs> what was it see i i couldn't tell if it was the woman that got in at the I stoplight and they just left yeah, her in there I that's true it was her but yeah I that's true know. but been, i mean it's funny been, i mean it's funny either way but i would have liked <laughs> yeah, it if it rule of threes ways. it had been a, 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 a different, third yeah. and different woman yes I um speaking of giving sh- character shit, I I got to say I do I do it. My my Charles is uh, saying you know I don't know coming clean and saying he doesn't know how to inspire people. Well, he wrote or a these memo. people, yeah. You, you know, know maybe you know he said maybe it's he even put it out there. Maybe it's my fault, but yeah, you know I got to tell you we see a lot of sides of Charles here. We see him kind of frantic and kind of overbearing as he's as we lose customers to Michael Scott Paper Company. Uh-huh. We see him obviously having the course correct. Yeah. Uh, was he realizes that Dwight is not the man he thought he was. But I kind of, I feel like in his humanity that we see here, there's the most chance of redeeming Charles as a boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there is one. Which will all be squandered in the season finale. Of course. It will. Um, can I, but can I also say, um, I like the random, uh, what is, what is it? Uh, high. Uh, from oh, everybody, Kelly and, and Kevin, Kevin, yeah. <laughs> Kevin especially. Uh-huh. Love seeing David Wallace back. Uh, always great to see Andy. Buckley oh man, chickens coming home to roost for and, David Wallace. Um, and uh, uh, there was there was a little bit of an extended um, when uh, David Wallace is talking to the whole office, where basically, like at this point, Kelly is just without any sort of tact or anything, just throwing herself at charles because she she says something like uh <laughs> like right she, to him she ra- well she raises her hand and uh she's talking to david and uh she says something like i'm confused uh it says you went to harvard business school but don't you mean harvard modeling school and then eventually <laughs> like ties it to and then you know you left your hot model friend in charge, and now we're really in trouble. And if I don't have a ring on this finger, I gotta keep this job. So what's it gonna be, Charles? <laughs> like where she's basically like just out out marry me. <laughs> that's great. I am going yeah. back to watch that. Yeah. My God, that yeah. wasn't even in the deleted. That's good. yeah. So that's like super stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just wow. Like, I was like when she first said mod- Harvard modeling school, I'm like, where is this going? She's going for broke and baby then, and then to tie that into charles being the hot model friend and then you know the ship seems to be sinking that's wild uh but yeah the, but then, and then this, it goes the sick oh, i'm sorry go ahead uh that bit uh with david uh showing up and you finally get some of charles's um uh kiss up you get first off yeah you get the kiss up stuff jim that just like I know, yeah, and I, I love how they uh, they even took the time to make sure that Jim's talking head wasn't in the conference room, yeah, because that's where the meeting is happening. Uh-huh. That's true. So they went, yeah, they the went back room. to the break room. That's right. 
and then once we get Charles, um, David says that he wants Jim in the meeting, and then Charles mm-hmm. immediately says, "No, Dwight has been my guy." Okay. And that David with the I find that incredibly hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's good now you have you have Jim's advocate. Like and not, and not might not you know Michael ad, but like somebody who is a serious you really get person. A, yeah you really and, finally get some logic to prevail because that the, is a scene that is really an absurd scene that is developing the well, Dwight and Charles mm-hmm. friendship uh, ab- absolutely and it, and, it, and it just goes to show how little David Wallace talks to Charles Minor about this stuff because this has been going on for a while now. Yeah. yeah four weeks. Because, yeah. yeah, he comes in. I mean, the first thing he says is like, Jim wants you to come in and run point on, like, because he's... Obviously, he's... Jim is second in command. Yeah. yeah. David has no doubt that, yeah. of course, that would be the guy. And, and then this, he's this saying, is... like, Jim's been a disappointment. And mm-hmm. David's like, what are you talking yeah. about? And this is where I have to turn off a little bit of my, like, Back, like, wouldn't he know about that already? Like, wouldn't he have talked about that? But then yeah. maybe he never talks to him because that yeah. was the thing. David Wallace didn't want to have anything to do, or he wanted to have way less to do with talking to Michael on a day to day basis. And maybe that's just true of the branch managers. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to just be more hands off, or yeah. maybe he just trusted mm-hmm. Charles. But the point yeah. is, or maybe they talked every day and it just never came up. And also, you know, yeah, we don't that's, know. That's true. Point. And then Charles said that, like, you know, when he gets there, it's like, it's a great way to learn a company. You know, yeah, he was learning true. or learning the business, like, yeah. Yeah, somewhat on the fly. I mean, I know he had experience at a different company. Yeah, well, yeah, and he but, sold himself you know. as a good manager. Right. So yes. it sounds like at Satikoy Steel, he probably was a manager there. And then in this situation of lunatics, it didn't quite work out. But. Right. Yeah. But I like how he comes <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, they're great people. Salt oh, yeah. Salt of the Earth. Of the earth. Oh, my yeah. God. I would, oh. It's very blatant kiss-ass. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's also uh, condescending yeah. at the same time. And, um, like, and, and there's, uh, and of course, then you've got members of the office kind of standing up to Charles and David. I mean, with, with Phyllis, Phyllis, yeah. With Phyllis basically saying like, well, you know, you could have just, if you just answered Michael's phone call, this probably wouldn't be happening. And then after that is when Kelly does her thing. (laughs) And, uh, and Charles is like, okay, well let's not let the tension of this do that. And then it actually pops over to Oscar and he goes, well, what should we do with the tension, Charles? Yeah. Like it's getting really like see that's great where you see that the office because that's the thing is that we have very much had the office kind of going with the flow right you know the the management changes and the office just kind of mm-hmm. deals with it which um you that's know, what they've done that's all they could have done that's all they've done for the last whatever and yeah. that's what happens in real life yeah nine, for real. nine out of ten for times real. if there's some big change in management mm-hmm. the peons are just stuck going to work each day because that's that's literally your role mm. yeah you know so. So that that is kind of a true reflection here, but it is neat to see some of their opinions and pushbacks and and maybe discontent with the situation. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. you think about it, you think about it, I'm sure a lot of people initially like were glad to be done with Michael's silliness. But and now, now they're right. see, yeah, now they're seeing some guy who's supposedly competent air quotes mm-hmm. coming in and we're like, "Hey, you know, we're What's going on? We're, we're losing, losing money, clients. losing clients. We're losing the perks of the job now in this Angela subplot with the with the denying of um mm-hmm. of, of you know comp stuff and 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 what's it called? You know where you're paid back for yeah. items. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like his only reimbursement. His only solution to the thing is just you know more cut. You know keep cutting things, non discretionary yeah. stuff like which, a lot of you yeah. know which which actually that's part of real life. I mean, yeah, that, exactly. That happens eventually. Yeah. Um, but and and you know and 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 that Andy subplot, of course, it does wrap uh, the one in the extended scenes. When Michael does return, he immediately signs off <laughs> yes. on an Andy purchase, and he says, "You know, let them eat cake or cavassier in this case," <laughs> showing that Andy is clearly just spending way oh, more than he should. Oh, be on Andy's stuff. Andy's yeah. like legit. He's he's calling his dentist. Yeah. About like how his veneers make his teeth look great and therefore that gives him confidence as a salesman. So could uh-huh. could Dr. Like, I think it was Dr. Schwartzman or so could he write a letter to that effect? And um and then a Creed moment. Oh yeah, great Creed moment at the copier. When Andy's like, you know, because at that point Angela had put him on a time he he came up and he was like, Hey, because of our history, both romantic and uh thrice sexually and then, and then angela angela two times and you kind of like and he's like wait what 
<laughs> but she's like, because of our history, I'll give you two hours. And so now he's at the copy machine, and Creed is just... I, you know, I, I assume he's making... Co- but you never know with Creed exactly It could just be the is. machine is running. You know, right. <laughs> but so, cr- so many So Andy starts saying, uh, hurry, <laughs> hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah. He starts singing, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry yeah, up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, up, up, up. Yep. And, and Creed cre- starts dancing. <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm dancing as fast as I can, boss. <laughs> like, he's, like he thought the hurry up was because he wanted him to dance. It's a great misdirect. I mean, all the, oh, I, yeah. I, I will say, I will say, these extended scenes have been a a treasure trove. You know, it of sounds Creed. like they things that didn't make it into the final episode thank you i was just gonna say they had to they had to they had to cut some gems out apparently. yeah because they could have um this sounds like one they could have definitely made a, like almost a two-parter oh yeah absolutely yeah. especially with that subplot if they had put that back in this is really that's what the extended scenes really taught me was how much they cut this down to what was essential to this right. episode mm-hmm. uh, and it's true as we really get into it because we haven't even talked about uh, one of the key parts of this episode which is the conference room negotiation I was yes. going to say when are we going to talk about the apiarist uh, you were right well <laughs> you, that's and that's that's a great bit too because not only is that just the so absurd that it introduces the idea to Charles of how uh, ridiculous Dwight can be this is the sledgehammer. <laughs> but then Dwight doubles down on it when he comes back to it with a concrete plan involving wet naps and shit yeah. to actually get the queen. Yeah, uh, and get her panic pheromones. Yeah. <laughs> and then he triple quadruples down on it when he laments, laments the fact that Michael doesn't have a child. <laughs> right. He can if only a children. And then you finally get uh, Charles with the what the hell is wrong with you. Yeah. And, and finally giving up on this. and But before that, you even have Charles shooting down. Like, Jim has a very viable idea right. about offering a, a discount yes. to returning customers. Yes. And Charles is like, that makes us look weak, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you can see how malleable Charles is. Well, and, and also, I mean, you know it just because after well, that Well, he's put it as lauded with Dwight, too. Yeah. So he really wants to yeah. hit. And what were you going to say? But after that exchange where, you know, David wanted Jim to run point and Charles saying Dwight's his guy. And he goes, okay. But uh, bring Jim in too, and Charles like Dwight, yeah, and Jim too, Jim. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. you can yeah. tell it killed him, yeah. to have to he's... bring Jim in, and and now he's Jim's really getting his sort of revenge on Charles by like now that he's thought of as an afterthought because yeah, yeah exactly. Well, but, but I mean, getting his revenge and then by like Dwight, he's, he's coming up with competent ideas that of course Charles is shooting down just because he doesn't like Jim. Yeah. Uh-huh. But even still he he's smart enough to know that Jim isn't Jim is offering non B based solutions. And that's what it is. It's the bees and then the return to the bees. And then finally that makes the children line just shine through yes. with such absurdity. Because if he had referenced family before the bees, Charles may have seen this as almost viable thing, you know? Right. But because he's really shown how absurd he is, he's shown that everything he says is absurd. Yes. You just and, have to. And Jim, going even furthermore, he gets a couple swipes in at Charles. Like when Charles agrees, like, well, that's mm-hmm. that's what I would have done. Yeah, but you didn't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Great line there. Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, uh, uh, is it just be, oh, a little bit later. But when Dwight gets wind of how broke uh, Michael Scott Paper Company is, mm-hmm. and Jim plays that masterfully. Oh, yeah. Because you could... Uh, to the I, vest. I, I, I didn't remember the exact dialogue. So when Jim jumps up, he sees that Dwight is going to go notify Charles that uh, uh, um, uh, MSPC broke. is broke. Yeah, yeah the and clients are calling him back. Uh, Jim follows him into the break room, but Dwight actually gets out the facts that they're broke. And Jim doesn't try to interrupt him or distract him. He reminds Charles of the absurdity. He, he goes into the, oh, you cracked this case, huh? Crack any other cases? And Dwight is almost th- is almost stays on course. And he says, you know, first, you know, Charles. And he's about to keep going. He's like, oh, is that, you know, I'm going to... Because you haven't solved any cases. And then playing to Dwight's ego is the bit that gets him. That is that is exactly like Jim from like knowing, like getting up and seeing Dwight do push that. Push those he, buttons. He knows exactly which buttons to push to throw cold water on, you know, to, to make 
to make Dwight sound absurd. And, yes. And, and thank God, because I, I love any time they throw Moe Schrute into any of this. <laughs> oh, the that's, Beat Bandit. The beat, the beat Bandit. No tracks. <laughs> Inside job. Moe's wearing socks. Yeah. And, then, and then a quick uh, extra one. He's like, Second one, Meredith's hair. <laughs> like her hair color. It's Bozo Red, which is a color that doesn't exist in nature. Therefore, she's colorblind and thinks she's a brunette. Like, that was... <laughs> That was like what? He went, I didn't expect him to go there yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, and and Jim, that, did you see that one? No, or was that, that on? That, that was an extended. Interesting. And, and, uh-huh. But it really is like Jim jumps on. He's like, okay, well, Charles already doesn't think very much of me, so it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be too out of character for me to go in and start, you know, asking Dwight these inane questions no. while he's talking to Charles, because at the very end. After he finally tells Dwight, he's like, "No, you've disappointed me enough today. I don't understand. You're both you're, yeah. like, you're both morons. Yeah. You go. Like, Mission accomplished. Yeah, you're yeah. both morons." And Jim's like, "Right," and just yep. walks out. All Jim really did he didn't he didn't move the focus to Dwight. He just kind of expanded the focus yes. and mm-hmm. included Dwight. It's like, "Yep, sorry, Charles, we're both idiots." Anyway, I guess you don't care what he's saying. Uh-huh. You know? And it, it's well done. Great job from the writers to really play these characters. To, to know these characters. And that's something we've come back to over and over again in season five. This is the writers knowing these characters so well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And being able to create interactions with them that are believable and make sense in the logic of their existing relationship. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Oh, absolutely. And and now we know for sure that Steve Martin isn't dead. Yes. Uh, but it, that would be the worst day of Michael's life until now. A lot now. of people's lives. Yeah, it really yeah, would be, yeah. obviously. I'm yeah. glad to hear uh, Steve is still currently with us. Yeah, he is. Uh, I believe he's getting ready to retire. I believe Only Murders in the Building will be the final work. Really? Uh, he's saying he's going to do. I've heard um, so many good things. I'm really pissed at myself. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. Side uh, note. Well, is he is he quitting show business entirely Altogether? or just comedy? He's just going to go play banjo. Well, because I know right? for a I know while, wouldn't, wouldn't blame well. him. I, I know for a while he's been doing some stage shows, but they haven't really been comedy. It's kind of been yeah. like him. So maybe he's not talk, doing shows like, anymore. Kind of like a one man okay. show kind of a thing. Not not so much comedy and a lot more music. Yeah. That's so maybe cool. just no more TV. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know for sure it's the last TV role he's going okay. to do. Wow. Whether or not that extends to movies top. or beyond, I can't say. This is not a Steve Martin podcast. Sorry. Ever, y'all like Steve Martin, right? This no. is okay, right? right? The man hasn't aged since I've been alive. It really, yeah. And, looks just as uh, just as good and uh, youthful yeah. uh, despite the, the white hair. Uh, yeah. Uh, or or and, and because of it. Who knows? And yeah. also, earth-shattering note number two. Yeah. Uh, Ryan did not go to Thailand. No, Fort Lauderdale. Still amazing, though. There was a good pad Thai place. Yeah. No, did you ever find any? <laughs> I never had pad Thai in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. I didn't. I, uh, I, did, I, did, I just want to make sure. I did live there briefly. Uh, it was not amazing. It was pretty cool. And then, and then a little extra thing in in the uh, an extra thing that Ryan says after that oh. is he goes, and I met a guy who taught me how to like order off menu stuff. Well, that, that was his that was his closest to Thailand is the Pad Thai restaurant and meeting a guy that taught him how to order off menu things. So so that was his entree into being a hipster his yes, hipster right. days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great little bit from Michael in that scene where he says, uh, I love Pad Thai and Ryan says, You never had Pad Thai and he says, You're right, just another thing I haven't done. I haven't done, done a lot. Which is it it is funny and I don't know. Like I, I, there are serious, you know, Mm-hmm. parts to the story and it rings a little it rings a little um it's yeah. funny at the same time kind of sad and definitely yeah. sad well, at the same is, time you know this is an arc where we have dealt with threats to our status quo we have dealt with uh, uncertainty in the future of our characters and this may be the part where that really capitalizes on that second thought is that this is the least certain we have been about where these three are going to go. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the their lifeline at Michael Scott Paper Company is about to run out. Um, and we know, you know, we, we've already established that Dunder Mifflin is not an option for them, which really makes the second part of the episode um, from the moment that David says uh, is our best option may be a buyout, uh, that we get a... a a glimmer of hope from an unexpected source, mm-hmm. you know, and yes. just in time too, because there was a uh, there there was a moment where it was right after they came back and were dejected. Ryan just has a huge freak out. Read yeah. about this, and so that happens after the after they after they come back dejected from the banker. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's part of the what are we going to do now kind of sentence. When they're all this is before they're all sitting on the yes. ground. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because that kind of leads into that where Ryan just freaks out and Pam 
gets up and leaves, and Michael's just sitting there wide-eyed, just watching him, like, throw and... and throw, dumps the yeah, cheese balls yeah. and throws some stuff. And, and then immediately goes back and goes, well, that's something I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then immediately tries to go, picks up the cheese ball, and they start doing the... He, he does, he tosses one into Michael's mouth, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and Michael says, well, we had fun. <laughs> and then Ryan goes, where did Pam go? <laughs> like... Yeah. Not a, not a great scene in my opinion. I'm, I'm glad they cut yeah, that. That sounds like one that needed to be very, that could be cut out. out yeah. of no, his his freak out just really kind of came out of nowhere. Right. Uh, and yeah, I I definitely I mean, think that was that was a smart one to leave on the cutting room floor. Yeah. H- having read like knowing that it's like there's like he's he I guess he is sober then or he is getting more sober at least because you know he yeah. doesn't have those other things to fall back on anymore, so he has right. to turn to that shit. But then at the same time, it doesn't really add much to the. No, no. and it, that's what everything. it was. It, it, it was kind more of funny. Of, it was a one-off scene. End. It was kind of a commentary on outbursts, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love. I, I wanted to make sure I. I meant. I, uh, we already talked about it a little bit, but when he talks about Lauderdale and and he's like, it was amazing. Like he kind of. It's funny. He sort of. He uses the. You know, it was amazing, and just the, the his sarcasm is a. Uh, it's pretty damn good. I don't know. It's a, it's a nice mix of Gen X and Gen, <laughs> Gen uh, and a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> um, when we do finally get the discussions underway, uh, we get to finally see uh, the first time in a few episodes the return of Michael's business acumen. Yes. Uh, Boy, and, do you. And we get really one of the, the strongest uh, Michael Scott as a shrewd businessman deliveries in the entire show, which is the bit about, I don't think I have to wait out Dunder Mifflin. I just have to wait out you. Uh, and yeah. it's Michael's way of showing that he understands more than he lets on mm-hmm. uh, in this uh, situation yeah. and in the paper business uh, yeah. that um, to to essentially threaten David Wallace, that he knows that this is uh, the way business works. It's and a he, bad look on him right now that he's he's losing. This company is losing money uh-huh. to a guy who like just started out of a who's like working in a closet and delivering paper in an old Korean church van. Yeah, yeah. He understands the absurdity of it. And just like in the way that he is kind of playfully enjoying it, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff in the beginning with the the paper van and the calling Jim out on his boner patrol. And <laughs> Michael is like... Going donuts. He kind of loves this life, you know, yeah. this, this world of business and, and, and trade. Mm-hmm. He seems to be t- to truly get a get off on it in a kind of childlike wonder. Well, he brings his whimsy. About, yeah. It's not about business is not about money. Yeah. For Michael Scott. He and says he, it. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, yeah he Straight up. Says, it's like if I if I have a paper company full. I'll start up another one. I have no shortage of oh, and, no business ideas. Michael, that's one. <laughs> I love that he would just call his paper company Michael, which yeah. I could totally see. Uh, and and we see that the beauty of it is is that Michael's not just saying that. This episode no. has been proof that Michael really does run his company like he's there to have fun. He's there to make friends. He's there to have a family, mm-hmm. and he's there to bring smiles. You but, know, and and I mean, I mean, I mean this lovingly, and it's it's going to sound hyperbolic, but he's kind of a he's a business terrorist in the paper industry for them, more or less. He's a disruptor. Yeah. He's yeah. a complete disruptor. He really is, and he yeah. does it because he loves. <laughs> and because yeah, he but, doesn't play by the rules. No, and and really, in the end, Charles was resigned to it. David finally becomes resigned to it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, because they realize it's not, they got that stockholder. Me- Michael's method of running the business in this method, in this me- way, no. isn't going to work. They are broke. They are weak mm-hmm. source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the for thing. their most profitable branch. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where the no, no. That's when like Michael's on stage, like they're all on stage, and like he's like, we're gonna have a five point. Uh, like Dwight's there. Oh, Dwight's. Oh in yeah, the season yeah. six, episode eleven. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it is yeah. coming up. Yeah, for Holly. <laughs> yeah. He still owes him for Holly. Absolutely. So I gotta. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm making that up in my own head. Sharks a lot this season and, and, and before this season, and and things. You know, there's a hitman later. Things are gonna get much. Yeah. Sharks will be jumped. But this is just it's another a sliding example scale, of, folks. We don't have the situation we used to. It's a different. It's a more absurd show than it was. And part of that is that David Wallace was forced to hire back a former VP who was arrested on fraud charges. Yeah. Cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. But otherwise, Michael still would have been a terror. Yeah. 
And so. exactly, and that's what it was. And and there is a... Gr- and he's like his son, and he doesn't care. I mean, if he, he does. His, what does he say? He um, goes, I don't care if, if he, he murders his, his family. <laughs> yeah, he is like my son, which is so great, because he's <laughs> yeah. just... It's, it's him saying, I don't care if he murders his family, including me. Right. <laughs> yeah. you know? But he does, and you get... I mean, I, I love it when Michael... Uh, a selfish get, one gets, who wants all 60 grand, by the way. Oh, uh, that's yeah. another great part, too. What makes you think you're going to get all of it? <laughs> Ryan has no intention of sharing any of this money. Oh, Michael, you just cost me 60000 But Blatantly. Anyway, But sorry. what I like about this, when Michael is this way, I mean, you got the strong business acumen, but like how he goes to bat for once. He, I mean, he has the smart decision to be like, I mean, $60,000 is great, but... We need we jobs. We need jobs. Yes. Yeah. He and saw further on. Yeah, it was one of the times that Michael actually had some forethought. And yeah. and he's like, no, I'm getting us all. like, And he goes to bat for Pam. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because she's going to be a salesman. She's a salesman. Yeah, because he was going to say, Pam, I want to have her. Or yeah. I want I want Charles gone. Yeah. And, of course, David was like, And I love how he fire. uses that as leverage. Okay, fine. Well, then I want Pam. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he without missing a beat, it's he realizes that he's lost that battle, so he moves on to the next one. Yeah. And that's great. And 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 just how proud he is when he says, no, sales. Yeah. She's she's not a... Oh. And we get a little bit Michael. of the Michael Bombast with <laughs> yeah. the, the Dunder, uh, the, the Michael, Michael Scott Scott paper company okay. in its heyday. <laughs> in its heyday. <laughs> What week three? Yeah. What are you talking about, Michael? So like last Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah, which, which I've loved seeing this uh, posted several places recently. Of it's the picture of them. They're all eating. I think they're eating pad thai. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, they're eating like Chinese or some kind of Asian food. Mm-hmm. And it's Michael Scott Paper Company. It's a black and white photo of all three of them. And it's like nineteen nine. Yeah, well, it's two thousand nine to two thousand nine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and like Michael's like laughing, and Ryan's just looking to steal something, and Pam's just kind of smiling or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, I think uh, you put that on our uh, Facebook page this week, I right? Think, yeah, I think or we did. Week, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we did. That's right. <laughs> totally forgot I did that. But anyway. And that's a great uh, bit. But this is that's also going to lead in the bit in the next episode where they have the photos of all of them like acting goofy, like, that was us. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this whole background that we didn't see. Oh, yeah, because in the next episode they come in and they're yeah. kind of like the... They're trying to take over. Little, yeah. They've got their little click now yeah. because yep. they were... They were their own little unit for a yeah. minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, what I like, too, is how much different our negotiating Michael is from the Michael we saw just a few minutes earlier downstairs. Oh, thank you. When Jim brings the buyout idea to them. And that's yeah. one of my favorite scenes in this episode. It's like a Superman, it's like a Superman like moment where he just kind of transforms into like, oh. Because at one point, he's like getting off the elevator like, Hunched over, like in physical oh, I'm pain. Tell them we're broke. Oh, I love that because he gets he on the be elevator. Responsible for not like, telling a I, secret. I will not say a word. And the doors open back on the next floor. He's like, I don't know, guys. I don't know if I can do it. Well, yeah. In and the then, span of one flight, of, when when Jim brings the thing, he's like, ah, bah, 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 bah. I don't want to know of any problems that could be happening at your incredibly successful, successful paper company. company. That delivery, I love so much. With the all, I need to know is that you would be interested in selling your incredibly successful. <laughs> Well, that that read is so and good. And Michael almost like well no, but and, and again, uh, uh, forethought. Michael, he actually gets what Jim is putting across. This it takes time. a minute. It he, takes he, a minute. He, he pushes back a couple times, and then finally he seems to get it. But you know, he, does, he doesn't need the signs. Yeah, and yeah, he, right. Yeah, the, sign, the signs. Have been... That would have been another great opportunity if they wanted to go that route to have Pam and Ryan reacting and be like, "No, this is good. You yeah. want to do this? Yeah." yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. That uh, oh my god, uh, and then um, the triumphant oh, and uh, uh, great ending uh, with the with the uh, great line from Michael at the end with uh, putting their balls in the other guy's court. Right, our balls are in your court. This is what we want. This is what we want. And I like how David finally just gives in, and and you get the the, the deal, and you get the kind of closure to everything. They wrap everything up so quick in this episode. It's probably about yeah. twenty seconds. They even got Ryan d- 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 uh, denying the champagne. Because yeah. he's clean now, right. for now. Well, and then uh, Jim uh, or, or Charles wanting to Charles? give some kind of goodbye, uh, and, and uh, Ryan shutting him down the same way that Charles same shut words. him down uh, yep. four episodes I ago. I liked Charles's look. I hadn't really looked at it. I don't think as close as I did this time, but the eighth millionth time I've watched this. But like, just sort of like, okay. He's so anno- You can tell he's annoyed. He's, he's annoyed, just, but he's just like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. And then Michael with uh, the foot up on the desk, and just it just ends yeah. with a great the shot the of the office. Uh-huh. You know, you just kind of see the office, yeah. 
it doesn't linger. It's very much, and, and there's a great scene that's cut that we'll talk about here in a minute. It's kind of a ta-da in a way. Like it is. Here we it, go. Well, it's just kind of like okay. Yeah. Take a breath. We are we're solidified. back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, we're back to where we should be. Michael's back. The whole off. You can see Ryan's Phyllis. Back. You can <laughs> see Angela. You can see Jim. You know. Uh, it's, I wonder if Aaron's in that shot. Actually, she's not in that shot. That's that but, definitely means something. But 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 the, but it's and and the whole office isn't in the shot. My, not all of it, shot, but it's like the shot. it's like but the it's, OG it's, maybe classic. It's not it's, even it's, everybody, but it's, no, it's but it, it is yeah. just a normal shot of the office, mm-hmm. which is nice to see. Picture. But what we don't get uh, in the original cut, which is a great cut scene, oh, is man. after. Uh, everyone leaves when David Wallace is leaving. And I was, I, I'm glad yeah, you, you only that up see him. I was and... gonna, I was gonna do that. I was gonna say that too. There's oh, an extended sweet. cut where okay. David Wallace says to him, you know, uh, well, um, uh, glad everything worked out. You know, glad we're we're past all the unpleasantness. And Michael says, you know, oh, I really liked it. And David's like, well, yeah, you got everything you wanted. <laughs> and then you get a little Michael misunderstanding with the, well, no, no, I, I just got everything I asked for. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, that... back to Holly. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. and then as they're walking out, uh, David proceeds to just ask a little random question about, did you see what's happening over at Hammer Mill? Mm-hmm. And Michael comes back and, and there's a little back and forth. And and what's said isn't so important as much as the idea that they immediately go back into their old routine. Yes. They start oh. talking paper. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you see okay. that at its core, Michael and David like working together. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. David is his frenemy that, in that, this whole arc. I had exactly the same thought watching that. I'm like, it's it's like David's like... You know, they're still, you know, he's talk. he is, he's talking shop with Michael again. Yeah. They're, you know, it's kind of a nice, like, we're all good. Mm-hmm. Everything's back to normal. Back to normal. Back to normal. Back and, to how it was. And yeah. I like what it says, not only about uh, the returning to the normalcy of the office, just like that one scene that they do keep in the episode with Michael with his foot on the desk. But there's also a little bit of David Wallace there, and that David Wallace is not a man of grudges. No. He is a man who... Unlike Charles Minor. This was settled, and he immediately got right back to the business of yeah, paper. exactly. With one of his top branch managers, uh-huh. you know? And it's just, it's a neat... It further cements what a great character David Wallace is through this whole show. Yes. The turntables happened. Yeah, <laughs> how the turntables. That's one of my favorite moments from early pandemic time was that meme, uh, like, uh, uh, sorry, introverts to extroverts. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> the turntables. Yes. When we were all in quarantine. When everybody's in quarantine. And oh, yeah. I could see it. Like, there were there were people I knew who were, like, very sociable. And they were like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Help me out. Help oh, yeah. Me, please. And then uh, the, the extended cut rounds out with um it just cuts to a shot of the parking lot and kelly's just standing there like fixing herself just kind of doing that like she's waiting for charles to come out and you see charles i don't know if he was aware that kelly was doing that but he comes out the side door and she's not even in front of his car yeah he kind of looks at her and then gets in his car <laughs> and just drives Damn. off. And she she doesn't notice that he... Oh. I thought it would have been better if she would have seen him driving away. Got like a, but he like just, zooms, I he wish just that zooms out and oh. she's, still, she's still like smiling and... I wish that would have been a capper. I wish they would have capped this on that on that last scene of the office. Oh yeah. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Give the man his proper exit. He did great in this episode. Like yeah. he was so good. <laughs> like I just I wanted almost one more episode just to see him be even more exasperated. Yeah. Just so he could understand. Like, I don't know. We could get that more of his character. The only thing that uh, that I misremembered from when I watched this episode, uh, you know, around the time it originally aired was I really thought that when he said he wanted Charles gone, like I knew, like gone, I knew I, well, I knew David didn't fire him, mm-hmm. but I thought part of the agreement was, all right, I'll keep him away from you. But that was never expressly said. And no, but, no, but it's also says... like one thing that I guess kind of a loose narrative thread for me is like the, the threat of Charles is over, but how it, it only went back. I mean, cause Obviously, when Michael was in charge, like Charles was still yeah like, his boss. Yeah, he was be- he was you know being regularly at 
this branch. And I, I guess mm. I don't know why then he would stop. I, I mean, unless, unless David Wallace was like, well, okay, I won't, I'll have him handle other stuff here. That's what I, I think I always assume. I won't have him. I think uh, you'll get to go directly to me, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe right. that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, well, and, and then eventually the company just goes down, down the drain. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's one of those things too. the idea that, um, uh, Michael doesn't have to deal with Charles, um, is, is kind of like them hiring Ryan back. Like there are certain elements of just the way this business is operating that would never happen. Yeah. That we just have to kind of, you know, if, well, if, well, I mean, like, I mean, at that CFO for the CFO uh, at that meeting, he could say, like, so the company was profitable when you were running when you were over him. Like, why did you have to change that? Yeah, yeah. you know, and like Michael says the same exact thing at the start. Like the very first, he's almost like, this is pointless. Why are we doing this? Like, yeah. it's because he didn't want Michael on his ass every fucking day. I get it. Yeah. I get that side, but like, I'm assuming, yeah, they kind of go back to that. Yeah, and, and, and it's not uncommon management. in companies where certain managers oversee like everyone but yeah. one guy, yeah. you know, because some, yeah. sometimes there's personality clashes, sometimes there's and just sure. pre-existing yeah. structure. Yeah. So it, this, yeah, this, this, this one or, isn't even that yeah. ridiculous. But well, because, It's not as ridiculous as drinking milk and sugar in the morning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Thank you. But I mean, Appreciate but I guess that. I do see it because, like I said, David knowing... <laughs> Every morning. David knowing that... Michael or Charles is a problem, and and also seeing that Charles sided with Dwight, yeah, originally yeah. and totally like missing Jim's mm-hmm. character as obviously and over more, and overlooking yeah, Dwight's. I think yeah. and, and eccentricities. They, maybe they will. do explain it in the company picnic episode. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I think David was probably like, it's probably better if I just keep him here at headquarters and he doesn't. Or maybe he he kind of checks on another branch yeah. or something. And lucky Charles too, because he's not living in a hotel yeah. for a month, which right, apparently yeah. he was. Yeah. And you know that wouldn't make that would put me in the best mood either, honestly. Right. If I tired do, of that. yeah. I mean, I I don't know why that was necessary. I mean, I get it. Like, I guess companies would do that to you, certain managers, I suppose. Yeah. But I don't know. It seems a little extreme. Well, nowadays, I think you'd probably do like an Airbnb or something. But I guess there no. wasn't short-term rentals weren't necessarily available everywhere. No, yeah, back so, then. So. Before Airbnb not so started much. destroying the destroying. housing market. Yeah, I know. Don't want to get. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. I've heard about super political. <laughs> we can't have any nice things ever. Just uh, did, did, uh, so. Did Michael not understand that the milk and sugar goes in coffee? <laughs> Or did he mishear something 30 years ago and it changed his entire world? I think he had the coffee without the milk and sugar and just hated the hell out of that. So maybe and he, then he was like, oh, I'll have some milk and sugar, though. Just Maybe just put that together. and You know, may, maybe when people said, you know, like the nurse was like coffee and, and or the, but nurse, I mean, the waitress was like coffee and someone said milk and sugar. Maybe Michael thought they were saying, no, I'll have milk and sugar instead. <laughs> that would be my... <laughs> that, that's probably what I would go with I, for how he. It's just the next in the series of, of horrible, or not horrible, but odd or horrible uh, food combinations. At, at least or it's missing not, ingredients. What kind is it? Of thing. Olives and sour cream. What does he do? Yeah, but he like dream. He doesn't he have like a dream that um, something tastes great, or like a it's like a sandwich of some kind. It was but in yes, the last episode. That's I later think. on. Olives and is Don. Is, I think that's around Donna time. Oh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, maybe. But it's like olives and. Sour cream. It's like ice because it, it looks like ice cream or something. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know. All right. Michael's it's, weird. He's a weird guy. Weird guy. But but, uh, but I mean, hopefully the man doesn't have type 2 diabetes by now. Right. Every right. morning. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what a what a ride, what man. What a ride. Yeah. Six episodes, ride. The, yeah. the biggest threat to the office we've seen. And, and, and now, amazingly, a more or less reset to the status quo. It, uh, it did. And um, but I feel like they did grow somewhat. Well, obviously we do have Pam and we in do a whole have, new role. We have we... further uh, conflicts to to explore with the ensemble cast now, which mm-hmm. will be brilliantly done, I say, in the next episode. And we've got um, a uh, a new character uh, coming out of this sure too. Do. We we do have Aaron Hannon now Thank part of our the core cast. Good lord. Yep. Uh, this is not only in terms of storytelling, uh, the most the show has grown in five seasons, uh, but also we're seeing true growth to the cast for the mm-hmm. for the first time since probably since Daryl was really made a, a full cast member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he even was by this point, he may be considered still a guest at this point. Uh, yeah. I, I believe next season because next season is going to be when Michael and Jim are co 
branch manager. We'll get that right. in season yes. six. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And then and then I think that's when because Dar- Daryl moves up from the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's thanks when, to Joe. Yeah. That, that's when I think Daryl kind of went from being more of an ancillary character, sort of on the periphery, to really becoming you know a member of the core cast when yeah. he gets that office that's mm-hmm. a good point yeah all right so maybe that's when we'll really see that change happen but uh with Aaron now we definitely do have some growth uh here and um it's it is what it is, it this, is. is this has had some of the biggest impact we've it seen so far on the show I remember here I, well I, I've read a couple of reviews when I was re- doing some research on this one and there was a lot of there was some concern amongst like uh critics that it would the show would, I guess, the show with them was sort of getting stale before this, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat stale, I guess. Yeah. Before yeah. this arc, and they were worried that that might happen again. Like they weren't, they weren't sure what they were going to do now that Charles Miner's gone. You know, Michael's back. Every, everything's sort of the same. Yeah. More or less the same. But I think they prove. I think that they prove they can still make it work, and they have other. They have other obvious other um, plot lines to go down. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I, I totally and maybe agree. by that point, we still thought of it as like the Michael show. More yes. so than you know, and Dwight, you know, but but how could how, how much more could they stretch this out? Well, and the writers so. have got to be looking ahead. We obviously know by this point, uh, we are already. Everyone's got to be asking the question: Will Steve Carell stay forever? Will he move on? You know. Yeah. Uh, props, by the way, to uh, one Steve Carell for directing this episode, his first. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, badass job. I can't remember who wrote it, but. I think I'll it was Charlie Grandy, maybe. Really? I think, okay. I think that was right. But um, yeah, he, he's a great first. His first, the one, the first yeah. one he absolutely right. right? Uh, written by Charlie Grandy, directed by Steve Carell. Yeah. Ah. So the first one he wrote was Casino Night. Okay. That worked out. Another great one. Yeah. He's got a great number of firsts. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Casino Night was the one that Steve Carell wrote. Mm-hmm. Which blew my mind it's the got first a, time I read it, that. It does have to be great for the writing staff to have like your lead also have writing experience yeah exactly you know? i like how they did that with you know they let other you know their other characters you know obviously main characters write episodes yeah along did, with uh, um you know other ensemble did john ensemble. krasinski ever direct an episode of of the office i think he might have i don't know possibly yeah, I well because I, mean, I, 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 I can't, can't remember, remember exactly anything specifically, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if you did, I mean, you know, IMDb and see what I can. We always, I mean, yeah. we know we know now because of a, a Quiet Place that he is a very competent director. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, looks like he did uh, Saber. Uh, oh, okay. I figured wow. it would have been one of the. I figured it would have been one of the later. Yeah. Uh, Saber, episodes. Lotto, and the boat apparently. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Lotto. I remember. I know. What, I don't know what the boat episode is, but is that when Andy gets the boat? Yeah. Oh, it's so that's be. like season nine. Yeah. 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 It's season nine. Okay, sure. and that Lotto is the one with Daryl. The warehouse one. Warehouse wins the lottery. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a funny one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I thought. I thought that he had. Uh, he had directed a few. Yeah. Near the near the end of the run, when he was kind of starting to get the you know wanted to kind of branch out more instead of just being. An actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots. Lots to look forward to. I, Absolutely. Um, it's 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 crazy. This thing's actually already ending, but yeah, they do make the most of these last three episodes. I will say. Yeah, they really do. Um, then, and but, we ain't we ain't even got close to the most absurd in this season just yet. That's true. It's true. Weird <laughs> stuff keeps on happening, uh, and we hope uh, all of you uh, will uh, join us for those episodes as we go through the rest of season five and beyond. Josh, we will have you back soon. Yeah, thank you, Steph. Thanks for coming on this yeah, adventure was, with us. Man. Yes, it was a great it job. Was a pleasure extended run. Yeah, yeah thank yeah, you. Our first Thanks extended your hard work. run. You have, a, yeah. you, have a, you have set up, so we, we may have to. See Thanks if for we watching can. all those episodes twice. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, of course. We may have to block out a little uh, section in season six uh, and have you come hang out with us All for right. a, a run. Yeah, Steph. So, yeah. uh, and uh, that's it. Thanks, All right. guys. We made it. We'll right. see you next week. Uh, that was Michael Scott Paper Company. That was it. That was the arc. That was, man, I, uh, it, it feels like we hit a milestone, um, and obviously um, uh, many more to come as we get through not only the season, as we get into the wedding of Jim and Pam, as we get into the delivery of young PP, uh, as we get into season six, <laughs> seven, eight, and beyond. And we hope all of you will join us. So we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. The People Persons Paper Podcast is an OLA Ministries production.
The People Persons Paper Podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information. He would have been good as the, the hitman that uh, Dwight... Goes after the, 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 the Angela, Angela hires. hires. Yeah. <laughs> to get uh, to kid Oscar? Who's she trying to kill him then? I can't Oscar. Remember. Is Oscar? Yeah. The show takes a turn. It really does. Yeah. Like we're talking about how it like we're getting like jump sharky right now and you know it's just getting all over the top and then yeah. you, and then you realize by season nine. Yeah, right? Angela does yeah. hire a hitman. Yeah, we do later. get down to those levels. So. And we're worried about the shark here. This which is, is not which I don't know if it feels like jumping the shark, it's just more like where can we go? Like what can we do with this per- character? And that's like, what it is. I, I think. think it's more of that and trying to discover that after your main character leaves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. They were they, they they wanted to make it an ensemble show and you gotta have a hitman in your yeah. ensemble. And you might end up having a hitman. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's give it some quiet. We'll make this thing but She happen. gets way too much hate, I gotta say. Oh, I can't wait till we get to her. She's yeah. a gem. Fuck She's me. a gem. She's Absolutely. A gem. On that show Could've and Doctor Who. Could have worked. It's a fun secret track. This is teasing what happens in the future. <laughs> <laughs> now, Louis Guzman was not in the office. God damn it. <laughs>